Welcome in. Welcome. Uh, Mark, due to the nature of our recording today, I'm going to need you to read out the stuff on the show doc. Ooh, all right. That should be fun. In. When necessary. Yes. All right. Welcome to the Pick Pros podcast with Mark and Zach. Uh, and Zach and Mark. And Zach and Mark, yes. <laughs> oh, which week are we in right now? Week 15? We did so good last week. I just want everybody to know. We did. We did. We actually did. We uh, we make it a huge jump in our in our Pick'em League. We uh, we're mounting. The mounting is happening. It is in full force. Uh, yeah. Last week I went nine and six. Zach went ten and five. Our underdogs were amazing. I went three and zero. Oh. Zach went four and zero. Oh. Uh, That's what did spreads, it. Wait, uh, I may have only oh, gotten yeah. ten right. But the other people in our league got five. You know, it was a bad yeah. week. Yeah, the, the top five people in our league who were chasing all had six or less. And that is exactly what we needed and what we've been waiting for. And it's why we do this. Gorgeous. Um, my spread picks, I only went one and two. Zachy went two and one. Um, we're, so it was a pretty good week all around for us. Um. Week 14 injuries had a few big ones. One specifically that really hurts me in my fantasy leagues. Uh, Justin Herbert broke his index finger on his throwing hand. He's having surgery. He will miss the rest of the season. And I am very, very sad. I'm told that index fingers are important for throwing a ball. When they're on your throwing hand, yes, very important. Because he didn't he break his finger on, on, or do something to his other hand earlier in the year? And obviously it didn't bother. Rings but a bell. now this this is a this is a big problem, especially not just for for the quarterback, but now Keenan Allen's going to take a big hit. That Easton Stick has the backup, whoever that is. Have you ever heard of Easton Stick? I had not. No, he's been in the league for like four or five years. Had no clue. Uh, other injuries: C.J. Shroud. He left in the fourth quarter with a concussion. Oh, SpaghettiOs. Yeah, he's, uh, his availability for Week 15 is in doubt. Um, most of the year, people have had to miss a week during, due to a concussion. But in the last couple of weeks, it seems like players are coming back. Chris Olave, uh, Amari Cooper, and Derek Carr both came back in less than a week this past week. So there's some hope that he plays. So, Mark, I just want to cut in for a second. Um, we sure. just did. We're going to push past it. Uh-oh, what happened? I got connected, then you disconnected. But it's good. Just keep going. Oh, all right. <laughs> keep on going. Alexander I, so I, For everybody, I am oh. car right now because I have four contractors in my house. And I'm trying to be as close. But because of that. Things might happen. Ah, all right. I see. It is what it is. We keep on keeping on. Uh, Alexander Madison dealing with an ankle sprain. Uh, they haven't. I wrote high ankle sprain because that's what I first heard. But then I I also read that they aren't sure if it's high or low. We'll have to monitor that. I think ESPN reported it as low because I was doing some research today. Um. All right. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, Justin Jefferson, he came back, and he left Im- almost immediately. He two catches. Uh, took a big hit, injured his chest slash ribs, probably uh, a rib breakage of some sort. Maybe not. They, they, they still are are hopeful he can play this Saturday. He did go to the hospital, and uh, they said that he avoided significant injury, so they're hopeful he plays on this Saturday. Uh, let's see. Nico Collins left with a calf injury after one catch, did not return. Another big hit for the Texans. Josh Jacobs left with a knee injury. He may miss Thursday's game this week against the Chargers. And yeah, yeah, it's that's that's a weird game. I don't really like it. Too many injuries. Oh, I hate it, but I guess we'll get into it shortly. Uh, another injury, Tyreek Hill. That's that's a huge one. Uh, not sure if he's going to miss time. He injured his ankle on Monday night, left the game in the first half, came back, left again, came back. He's in and out trying to deal with the pain. But it's something to monitor throughout the week. They have declared him as day-to-day. That could be a huge hit for Miami because they, they looked awful without him in the lineup. They just seemed like they had no care in the world to play. Even though they it still, was they weird. Great it players. was weird. I didn't like yeah. it. No, he was gone for you know most of the first half, and he comes back in the second half, and all of a sudden they remember how to play real quick. Like I don't know, it's just strange how he seems to be the only option when he's obviously not. Like when he's in the game, they can use everybody and use everybody very well, but they couldn't when he was out. It's just weird. yeah, and it is possible that he opens. You have the two running backs that are just absolute yeah. playmakers. I think they have enough playmakers without him, but your your game around, you know, we want to use Tyreek, and when you don't have him, you got to adjust on the fly, and coaches maybe as we would think. Yeah, hopefully this week they do a little practicing without him on the field and learn how to play without him. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good idea. Yeah, sometimes you got to do that. Now, let's see. Things we learned from week 14. Dallas, they get their signature win of the season. They took care of the Eagles pretty handily. Uh, They silenced the haters that said they could not beat good teams. Because everyone believes the Eagles are a good team, which I still believe they are. They've had a couple rough weeks against really good teams. But the Cowboys get a big win over them. Another Uh, test this week. Uh, the Cowboys, yeah, Bills, right? Yeah, yeah. They uh, Bills are great last week. Yeah, sort of great, good enough, <laughs> good enough to call, good enough to cause Mahomes to go absolutely crazy. Um, but speaking of Mahomes, he he expects. We've learned that he expects every call to go his way. Yes, that's he just does. not how it happens. <laughs> not that's not how it happens in the NFL. Tony was 100% lined up offsides. The Chiefs need to accept that and move on. Uh, he he was so far lined up offsides. If, if they didn't call it, it would have been a huge to-do from that. So they, they made the right call. But, but the Chiefs need to move on. And when I say move on, I mean move on from Kadarius Tony. He's been awful. <laughs> Dropping passes, not lining up properly. He's, he's just, he has not been good. He had that what one 
one uh, return in the Super Bowl that uh, was great for them, but I don't know. They they need to move on and only they need to get better wide receivers. That's it. If uh, only they, they had somebody like a Tyreek Hill. Oh, oh man, imagine that. Uh, Debo Samuel he sets the NFL record for rushing touchdowns by a wide receiver with 19 now. That's uh, it was pretty impressive. I, I didn't I didn't realize that was a stat that they cared about, but they're saying they're talking about it. Uh, let's see the Giants. All the Giants needed to play well was for me to say that they wouldn't win another game this season, because since I said that they've won three straight. So you are welcome, New York. Also, Tommy DeVito, he's that dude. He's getting W's. I think that we should say you're welcome to New Jersey. <laughs> yes, I guess he he is. He does play in New Jersey. Technically. Technically. Stupid. The best type of Lee. Technically. <laughs> All right. On to Thursday night football. We have the Chargers, five and eight, taking on the Raiders in Las Vegas, who are also five and eight. Raiders are a three point favorite. The over under is 33 and a half. Probably should vet these numbers because I wrote them down the other night and they could be completely different right now. It is what it is. They were correct when you wrote them down. They were there. Although things have changed with with people uh, being injured and whatnot. So the, um, the Chargers have lost four of their last five. Their only win coming against New England, and that was a 6-0 win. And now they've lost Justin Herbert. It's not a good look. No, it's, it's not. not a good look. No. However, on the other side, the... Raiders have lost their last three in a row, including three to zero against Minnesota. Oh, uh, their wins were against the Jets and the Giants, two bad teams. So these teams are both just falling apart. If Jacobs doesn't play, I may switch my pick. But right now, I have the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, it's right. Uh, Jacobs is, is big for the Raiders. They lose him. They go to Zamir White. That's. Uh... I don't trust that, but I don't trust Easton Stick either. He did have a good second half when he was in, uh, came in in relief of Herbert, threw for like 170 yards or something like that. But the Chargers are in big trouble without Herbert taking snaps. They've been struggling most of the season due to a horrible defense, but Herbert has given you know a chance to win a lot of games. Uh, back up Easton Stick. Uh, he's gonna start now. He's gonna start for the rest of the season, most likely. Uh, but his inexperience as a starter is gonna make it hard for LA to beat the Raiders. And O'Connell, who actually might not even start now, I just saw a report that Antonio Pierce, new uh, interim head coach, isn't set on his quarterback. He has not decided who's gonna start. Is Garoppolo healthy? Uh, they yeah. It says the alternates are Brian Hoyer and Jimmy Garoppolo. It doesn't say anything about injury designation for them. I think Jimmy G is obviously the best of the three, but that's just me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Now I'm worried. I was talking about Aiden O'Connell. He hasn't been great this year since becoming a starter. 
only four touchdown passes to seven interceptions. So that's why the question at quarterback comes into play now. Uh, but what he has going for him is time on the field to understand the speed of the game and the fact that Chargers defense is one of the worst in the league. So I, I'm not confident in any of the quarterbacks in, in Las Vegas, but I feel like if it's either any three of them, actually, they've all three of them have had more time on the field than Easton Stick. So I don't want to say I trust them more, but I guess I trust them more. If Jimmy G comes back, then I'm pretty confident in the Raiders. Yeah. So as of right now, I have the Raiders to win. And I, it's hard to change that with no Justin Herbert. I just – Chargers are in big trouble. That defense is horrible. Uh, Mark, did you notice how the beginning of this week is a bunch of teams that are very similarly matched? We have the 5-8 and eight and 5-8 and eight Chargers versus the Raiders. The next game, the Vikings are six and uh, seven and six against the Bengals, seven and six, and then you have the Steelers and the Colts, both seven and six. Yeah. It's a, it's going to be an interesting one for Pickums. Yes, yes, it will. Speaking um, of the next game, Minnesota at the Bengals. Yes, Saturday games. We have three Saturday games this week: the Vikings at the Bengals, both seven and six, like we said. The Bengals are three and a half point favorites. Over under is now 39 and a half. Uh, the Vikings somehow got a win while only scoring three points in a game last week against the Raiders. I don't know if that's good defense, which they've been playing good defense lately, or just bad offensive play by the Raiders, which scares me in my last pick against the Chargers. But Jimmy G. But either way, three points to win a game, it's, it's not a good win. Uh, Dobbs was benched in the fourth quarter after completing only 10 of 23 passes for 63 yards. He took five sacks through the first three quarters. Nick Mullins replaced Dobbs. He threw for 83 yards, completing nine of 13 attempts and drove them down the field in on a second possession to score the only points of the game. Uh, it's already been said that Dobbs will not start this week. Nick Mullins is now the starter. Yep. Uh, on the other side of the field, Jake Browning has been playing great since Burrow went down. He's won two of his three starts, averaging 285 yards a game. The Vikings are also dealing with injuries to Justin Jefferson with the hurt ribs, uh, Madison with the ankle sprain. Uh, I think Minnesota is going to have a tough game, and uh, I think the Bengals win this one at home. Yeah, I, I agree. The, the Vikings have not been playing well. Obviously, they won this last game, but they didn't play well. The week before, they lost 12-10 to 10 against the Bears. Yeah. Um, and although the Bears are looking a little bit better than maybe we thought they were since Fields came back. Yeah. The Bengals, on the other hand, you mentioned it, they've been playing well. They scored 34 points in each of their last two games. The Vikings haven't scored, let's check, 34 points in their last three games combined. It's, yes, the Vikings' defense is better, but – they the, the Bengals just are going to be able to score, and I don't think the Vikings are going to be able to, especially if they're down to one competent running back. Um, I, I'm I'm going with the Bengals. Yeah, yeah, Browning's been playing pretty well, and I hope he continues since I had to pick him up in a fantasy league due to Herbert now not playing. I'm very scared about that. 
Uh, on to Saturday at four o'clock Eastern Time. Steelers seven to six at Indianapolis, also seven and six. The Colts are two and a half point favorites. The over under is forty two points. The Steelers they have lost back to back games against teams that have only two wins. Gross. Yeah. The last loss was against the New England Patriots, a team that is dead last in scoring with just 13 per game. Uh, that was that was a gross. They gave up 21 points or something like that. To the, 21 to 18 against the Patriots. Yeah. Now this week, the Steelers take on the Colts team that has shown they can actually put up points. They averaged 24 points per game, while the Steelers have only managed 16 a game. Kenny Pickett is going to miss another game, uh, another week with uh, Trubisky taking over. Oh, still – Still a quarterback now. And uh he's not Pickett's not the best quarterback, but he's he had Pittsburgh winning games. I don't trust Trubitsky at all. He he lose to the Patriots. I, I can't believe in you. Um but I have the Colts winning this game. I also do. The uh Gardner Minshew is a capable backup, borderline low end starter. And Trubisky's just—he's just not. He's—he just simply is not at all. No. Um, I could—I envision a world where the Steelers win this game, but the—the the answer is the Colts. I think it's pretty clear. Yeah, that's where I'm at. All right, Saturday late game, Broncos seven and six at the Lions, who are nine and four. Lions are four-point favorites. The over/under is forty-eight points. Now it's been bet up from forty-six and a half where it started. The um, the Broncos—they really, really turned around their season, winning six of the last seven games. It's been it's been amazing. The Lions have been lions in it the last two of their three matches, uh, losing lot two of their last three matches, uh, both to division rivals. Um. This last week was maybe the worst of the year for Goff, Amon Ra, and Sam Laporta. They all were horrible. Uh, I don't think that continues, though. I think, you know, at home, they're going to get turned around a little bit. The Broncos' defense has been great on the seven-game stretch, only allowing 15 points a game. But the Lions average 26 a game and have the ability to put up over 30 on anybody. Um, it's hard to pick against Denver right now with the way they're playing, but I believe the Lions will get back on track. Uh, they're going to get their playmakers involved, and I, I got them winning this game at home. I uh, I have Denver winning. This oh, is wow. my first upset. Up, up to, uh, my first upset. They beat uh, the Chargers, and yes, um, Easton Stick finished the game, but Easton Stick is not the reason that they scored only seven points in the first three quarters. Um, they yeah. won four of their last five, probably more than that, but they beat Cleveland, which is – a better team than you'd think they are. They beat Minnesota when Minnesota was on a, on a hot streak. They beat Buffalo, lost to Houston, who has an amazing offense. Um, but Denver's doing it. They're playing really well. And you're right. The Lions are Lionsing. Yeah. They got beat by two scores to the against the Bears, division rivals. They lost by seven to the Packers. And the teams that they beat, New Orleans, not a great team. They beat Chicago by by five points they beat the, the chargers by three points it's uh i looked back in the lions schedule their entire season the teams that they beat let's see saints bears chargers raiders bucks 
Panthers, Green Bay, Atlanta, and then in week one they beat the Chiefs without Travis Kelsey. That's the most important, impressive game of the week, of the year. But they've lost to the Bears, Packers, Ravens, and Seahawks. I think that the Lions are a middle of the road team that's gotten lucky with their with their schedule. Yeah, um, that's where I think that they are. The Broncos, yeah. the Broncos beat the Chargers, Browns, Minnesota, Buffalo, KC, and Green Bay in a row. Um, I like what they're doing. I like what the what the Broncos are doing. And I'm taking the Broncos with a with the underdog. I I understand that pick. It's it's a it's a decent one. I I just I only go on Lions home field advantage. I believe Goff is always better at home. That's where my belief is. But I wouldn't sense. be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos upset them. Uh, that makes the, sense. On the Sunday, one o'clock games Eastern Time. Chiefs eight and five. Going to New England to take on the Patriots with three and ten. Chiefs are nine and a half point favorites. The over under is thirty seven points. The Patriots they are on a win streak. Uh, it's just one, and it was against the Steelers, but that's still a streak, right? Uh it's gonna end. <laughs> yes, the Chiefs. Chiefs, Chiefs have <laughs> Chiefs have lost four of the last six though, and yeah, I. I- yeah. I, I didn't look it up, but I'm assuming this is the worst stretch of Mahomes' career. I don't think he's ever lost if, four of six. If the Chiefs were playing against like a middling team, like say the Rams or hey, don't don't just besmirch the Rams like that. Middling. <laughs> Sorry, what's their record? Six and seven. Six and seven. <laughs> You're lucky. I said middling. <laughs> hey, they're in play. No, if they were playing against a team that like had something going on. It would be close. Like I'd be like, I don't know the the Chiefs. Maybe we need to like knock them down a peg. But against the Patriots, I, I I'm not picking against Mahomes against Bailey Zappi. No, no. And after the loss to the Bills, we saw some real emotion out of Mahomes. He was wrong for complaining about it about the way he did with the rest making the right call. But I think it's going to light a fire under him for the rest of the season. And I think the rest of the league should be scared. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he's he's still a great quarterback. He's just got wide receivers who can't do anything right. And hopefully this week in the for the rest of the season they get them going and figure this thing out. Um I fully expect him to bounce back and destroy the Patriots team this year this week. I have Kansas City winning, obviously, and I'm taking the spread nine and a half. Nice. I like it. What game's next? We got the Jets, five and eight, at the Dolphins. So, so nine and four. I originally, when I did the teams that I thought was going to win, but then I was I was lenient with it, and I originally was like, I could see this team winning, possible underdog. Possible. That's a big underdog there. So I, I'm telling you, I, I am not picking the Jets. I am picking the Dolphins. However, <laughs> I could make the case that Zach Wilson, without the burdens, without the shackles of pressure on him, is yeah, a better is quarterback. And he's more uh, Brett Farvish, maybe, a, a, like just a little bit more freewheeling. Beating Houston 30-6 to six and putting up 300 yards, whatever. He did. He played really well. 
And then yeah. the other side, we have a Dolphins team that does not know how to do anything without Tyreek Hill. Apparently. Who just got beat by a Tennessee defense. What's the Jets defense going to do to this team if they don't have a healthy Tyreek? Yeah, no, it's scary. Um, I, I, I am picking the Dolphins, but I can make and did make and like the argument to myself that I should pick the Jets. And actually, I'm in a different league where I pick an underdog each week. And I'm definitely yeah. – it's going to be the Jets because they are eight-point underdogs. Um, uh, it's a big and underdog, a half, and I can see them winning. Yeah, they're eight-and-a-half-point underdogs. Over-under is only 37. That's surprising for a Miami team in a game. Um, but, yeah, uh, like you said, the Jets were actually impressive last week, destroying the Texans 30-6. to Zach Wilson back under center had maybe the best game of his career, threw for 301 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Uh, I hope they enjoy it, though, because I don't think they're going to be enjoying it this Sunday. The only way they have a chance is if Tyreek doesn't play. And even if he doesn't, I'm still picking the Dolphins with the offensive firepower that the Dolphins have. Uh, they still have Jalen Waddle, Raheem Mostert, Devon Achan. The Jets looked great against Houston, but Houston was missing their top wide receivers. No Tank Dell. Nico Collins went down early. C.J. Shroud was knocked out with a concussion, even though that, that was late in the game, so it was kind of out of hand at that point. But still, he wasn't at his best. Uh, Miami has better playmakers and a better defense. I think they should easily beat the Jets. Agreed. Then again, I thought they should easily beat the Titans. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, we're both taking the Dolphins in this one. Oh, we got here next. We have the Bears five and eight taking on the Browns in Cleveland. The Browns are eight and five. Cleveland is the three and a half point favorite over under is 37 and a half. Joe Flacco, the savior, keeping Cleveland on track for the playoffs, is currently on the practice squad. Joe Flacco? My, I, I read this morning that he got reverted to the practice squad, and it's like, Unlikely he's going to stay there, but just for like uh, roster movement reasons, they put him on the practice squad. Oh, I, I saw reports of they have declared him the starter for the rest of the season. Well, conflict. I report. don't know. I, I actually also read that. So I, I, I read, I saw those reports yesterday. I saw different ones today. I, I can't believe that they're going to put him on the practice squad and not start him. He's, he's much better than DTR. Much you better talk. Than I'll look it up. Um, but yeah, if, if he, I, I can't imagine he's not starting the rest of the season. He played a very good team in the Jaguars and took down one of the leaders in the AFC, uh, Flacco's competence along with their great defense is going to keep them competitive for the year. I have an update. Oh, here we go. So yes, on Monday, Joe Flacco heads back to the practice squad. Flacco reverted to the Browns practice squad Monday per the NFL's transition tag. But the move is merely procedural. Um, yeah, so they're saying he's the starting quarterback. But if he wanted to right now, he could just go sign with anybody. <laughs> well, it's, was it probably like someone coming off of IR, so they need a roster spot so they, put, could, they can actually put him back to the practice squad without? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. My guess is they got assurances from Flacco that, yeah, I'm not going to go anywhere else. You yeah. know, do what you have to do and bring me back up. But, right. yeah, he, he did go back to the practice squad. Weird. NFL, strange for you. Uh, 
let's see, Fields, they had he had a great game against the Lions, but he's still been inconsistent throughout the season. Uh, now he takes on one of the best defenses in the league. Fields, he will have to be at his best to be the Browns, and I'm not convinced he can do it. So I, I'm taking the Browns to win at home. Yeah, I'm taking the Browns too. It, this one, this is interesting because the Browns have lost two of their last three, losing against uh, the Broncos and the Rams before beating Jacksonville this past week. And honestly, if Trevor Lawrence was fully healthy, maybe they would have lost three in a row. But the Bears are the Bears. Yes, they beat Denver. They beat Minnesota. But I I can't believe that they are actually better than the Lions, even though they just beat them. You know, it's a it's a weird state yeah, that the Bears the, are in. Divisional um, divisional games. It can always go back and forth. So it's hard yep. putting a whole lot into a game like that. And yes, you should be considering it but division rivals always patriots would lose to the jets every once in a while when they were at their dominant state so yep yeah yeah the, the browns are the pick right now yeah um, but if the bears somehow win and fields puts up another 250 and 80 on the ground you know it's um i don't i don't like that as an nfc north person that that's another thing i have to worry about because it looks like the Lions are good. It looks like the Packers maybe have a quarterback again still. And now the Bears maybe figured it out. I'm 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 worried because the Vikings don't seem to know where they're going right now. Yeah. I I picked I put a bet on DraftKings that the Vikings would win their division this year. That's not going to cash out. I also did. <laughs> All right, on to the Texans 7 and 6 playing in Tennessee taking on the Titans who are 5 and 8. The Titans are three-point favorites right now, over-unders 38. Uh, that's got to be in, due to the injuries to the Texans team with no wide receivers and the uh, possible starting quarterback being Davis Mills. Uh, so the Titans, they pulled off a huge win over the Dolphins on Monday. They're down 14 points with less than three minutes to go. And they played their best ball season and completed their surprising comeback. I was shocked. I, th- I thought they were out of it. I was almost, I almost turned off the game when they, they had back-to-back fumbles, which Miami converted into scores immediately. But luckily I didn't turn it off and saw a great ending to that game. Uh, the Texans, they did the exact opposite. They scored a season-low six points in a game which they were tanked out. They lost Nico Collins. And uh, C.J. Shroud left the to the concussion. Tank is already done for the year. Collins and Shroud, who knows if they can go this week? Um, but because of those injuries, I'm taking the Titans to get this win. Like, Man. I, I, I don't know if C.J. Shroud is going to come back from the concussion. Well, it, it, I don't know. <clears throat> I, I agree. I It's really a, a recency bias thing plus the injury the injuries but the texans lost to the jets um with the injuries the titans just beat miami you know uh, the whole rest of the season i would have picked the texans to win this but with what's going on i have to take the titans right now and i understand why they're favored it's weird but i gotta do it i have to do it yeah i'm not happy with the pick and it, it may change depending on the health of Stroud and Nico Collins. Agreed. Agreed. 
So we got to stay fluid with that pick. Monitor the uh, injury reports throughout the week and make your decisions later on. We uh, move on to the Giants, surprisingly five and eight, taking on the Saints in New Orleans, who are six and seven. Saints are six point favorites. The under under over is thirty seven and a half. The I Gi- genuinely don't understand the line. This, yeah, no, not at all. Uh, the, the the Saints have lost three of their last four, with their only win coming against Carolina. Yep. The Giants have won three in a row. I, I don't. Uh, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Yeah, that's his name. Screw it. Uh, <laughs> we, we've called him at a bunch this year. Well, we've called him Frank. Legitimate. Frank Reynolds is <laughs> is is doing something that like he's able to make to to command the offense. Um, he's not a great passer, but he's doing enough. Um, he's letting Saquon do things. The team is rallying around him, and the defense is playing okay. I, I could regret it, but I'm I'm picking the Giants. Yeah, uh, the Giants, like you said, on three game win streak. No one expected this with Tommy DeVito as quarterback, especially after his first two starts were absolute garbage. Uh, the Saints, like you said, have lost three of their last five, with only wins coming against the Panthers and Bears, and the Bears were led by Tyler Bajan at that time. Uh, I don't trust them. I don't trust the Giants either, but if if they continue to play like they did against the Packers, they have a chance in this game. Uh, Darren Waller, uh, he said he hopes to return from his hamstring injury in Week 15, and I'm seeing reports that he's practicing again. Uh, and if he if he can go, it's going to really give the Giants a boost in this game. And uh, just like you, I'm probably going to regret this. But I'm hopping on the DeVito hype train, and I'm going with the Giants as my underdog pick. Gross, gross, gross. Well, at least we're in it together, right? I guess, yes. That's a plus. Uh, (laughs) On to the Falcons, 6-7, and taking on the Panthers in Carolina. The Panthers are 1-12. Falcons, just three-point favorites in this one. Uh, Over-under is 35. Another low over-under. This year is crazy for the over-under. Uh, the Falcons, they should have won last week against the Bucs. Uh, they got their play mar- They actually got their playmakers involved. and they. What did you just do to your speaker, your microphone? Nothing at all. Okay. That's all right. Something changed? Oh, it's better now. Oh, weird. All right. All right. Yeah, I literally did not move. Okay. Um... Yeah, their playmakers look good for Atlanta. Desmond Ritter had 347 yards passing and a, ru- uh, and a rushing touchdown. Drake London caught 10 balls for 172 yards. Kyle Pitts caught a touchdown. B. John Robinson had 88, had 88 total yards with a touchdown. Uh, their problem was their defense giving up a late touchdown and their kicker missing two field goals in the game. Uh, they get the Panthers this week and should be able to do more of the same on offense against a team who's given up the second most points in the, on the year. Bryce Young can't get anything going for this team. He, he only completed 13 of 36 attempts last week for a measly 137 yards. He's not that dude. That's uh, not going to get it done against any team in the league, so I expect the Falcons to win on the road in, for this one. Yeah, I'm picking the Falcons too. And just about Bryce Young, 
it seems like he's just not good, but he was so good in college. I mean, we do see people that are good in college and not make it in the NFL. But is it possible right now that he just doesn't have anybody to throw the ball to? He doesn't have a great running game. Like, maybe his just supporting cast is terrible. And there's nothing that... It it could completely be the entire rest of the roster, along with coaching. Yeah, yeah. It's they're gonna make have to make some big changes this year. There's there's some there'll be some free agents, uh, wide receiver free agents on the market. Uh, T. Higgins, um, Marquise Hollywood, Hollywood Brown, some people that they should definitely go after because Bryce Young needs somebody to throw to. Yeah, I think they'll give him another year after this year, regardless of how this year finishes out. And I oh, really yeah. hope that I really hope that they give him some, you know, they, some, they got some people to work with. The n- number one pick, they, they're going to have to run with them for at least two years before they can decide to take him out. I would imagine. Yeah. But uh, what, what game now, is next on your list? We got the Bucks at six and seven, taking on the Packers and Green Bay, who are also six and seven. The Packers are three and a half point favorites. The over under is forty two. Uh, my question here is what happened to Jordan Love? He looked so good over a three-week span with eight passing touchdowns and no turnovers. Last week, he had just one touchdown uh, and an interception and a fumble in the loss to the Giants. It's not good. Frank Reynolds, the Frank Reynolds effect, baby. Frank Reynolds effect. The warthog came out. (laughs) Yeah, he was also missing his number one target, Christian Watson, along with Aaron Jones, who Aaron Jones hasn't been great this year. He's been back and forth injury. The Bucks pull off a win in Atlanta with Baker Mayfield capping off a 12-play, 75-yard drive with a touchdown to Cade Otten uh, with 36 seconds left in the game. These teams are very similar, both 6-7. and seven. Both uh, won three of the last five games, both scoring and giving up right around 20 points a game. For me, the difference here is health. The Bucks have stayed healthy pretty much all year on offense. And right now the Packers have two of their better players dealing with injuries. Uh, got me leaning towards the Bucks as my underdog pick right now. So that's let me what see what I let me see what I got on this one. I have the Packers winning. All right. Yeah, they um, I, I said last week I found my confidence in Jordan Love. Then he just lost it again. I don't know. He just he did not look good last week. But we'll see what happens. I I, I like the Bucks. They've been they've been staying in games. Mike Evans has been phenomenal, except for last week he one catch for eight yards. Very uncharacteristic of the rest of the season. So I I think they turn around. I think the Bucks. He turns around. I think the Bucks they uh, they get it done. Yeah, during that last uh, the, the, during this game, I, I didn't have much to say because so I have the yard here. There's like a whole acre of like cleared land in my yard. Two people literally were just leaning on the window right next to me, talking. <laughs> they, they like never... everywhere, they could they could be anywhere. I don't even know if they knew it was in the car. They could have been anywhere in the whole world. <laughs> And I was just like, I actually was taking a video of them instead oh. of <laughs> looking up my pick. So anyway, what, what what's the next game? Is it the Texans? Uh, no, next game is 4 o'clock games Eastern time on Sunday. Commanders, 
four and nine in LA, taking on the Rams who are six and seven. The Rams are six and a half point favorites. Over under is forty nine and a half. The Rams. Let me guess. Can I guess what your pick is? Uh, I I I, I believe you would probably know what I'm going to pick. I think you picked the Rams. I think I'm probably wearing that sweatshirt again right now. But yes. <laughs> uh, the Rams. I, they're playing better and better each week. They did have a tough loss in overtime to the Ravens, but they're one of the top three teams in the league. But they still put up 31 points against the team that's given up less than 17 a game. So I, I, I believe in them. The Commanders, they they don't have a good defense. They are 32nd against the pass, 18th against the run, and they give up the most points per game in the league. On top of that, Sam Howell is still leading the league in times he's hit the ground, taking 58 sacks so far this year. I, Where is he on the on the on the record meter? I, I believe the record is like 72. Is he on pace still, or did, did he cut it back? I have not seen any reports that he's still on pace. I haven't looked that up. Right. We'll br- we'll bring that to you next week because I but, gotta know. Yeah, with uh, with the way he's been sacked throughout the year, what's uh, 14 more sacks he needs in four more games? He can do it. Uh, I expect Aaron Donald to have a field day. He, he might get all 14 sacks this, this week. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> uh, and I expect the, the Rams offense to put up big numbers against a Washington defense that has just been horrible. So Ooh, I, just th- I just thought of something. Correct. Rams win. What's that? This is Los Angeles versus Washington. Because they're washed. <laughs> they sure are. I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. Like, I know it means they're not good, but like, they're washed. What does that come from? They're clean. They're. I don't know. I don't know. We have weird ways of saying things in the English language. Yep, I'm picking the Rams. It's a good pick. Yep. <laughs> uh, we go on to the 49ers. Picking the 49ers. That's a good pick. <laughs> 49ers are uh, 10 and 3, taking on the Cardinals. They're 3 and 10. Niners are 13 and a half point favorites. Over under is 48. Uh, yeah, there's not much to say here. You got to go the Niners. They're too good on both sides of the ball. The Cardinals' defense has been horrible. Their wide receivers have been trashed. Kyler Murray can't save them. The only thing that's been good, the only thing that they have going for them so far this year is the emergence of Trey McBride, but that won't be nearly enough to get the win. Against the best team in the league, 49ers win. Agreed. This next one, though, is worth talking about. Yes, it is. Cowboys 10 and 3 in Buffalo. Bills are 7 and 6. The Cowboys are, I'm sorry, the Bills are two point favorite. Over under is, has moved up to 51 from their 49 and a half point uh, over under. The, uh, 51? Oh, it's gorgeous. 51, yes. The Bills, they are fighting for the playoff lives. They squeak by the Chiefs, whose wide receivers can't do anything right. Um, but now they play one of the hottest teams in the league. Uh, Dallas has been on a roll, playing great on both sides of the ball. Offensively, both uh, teams have been good. Dak leads the league in touchdown passes with 28, but Josh Allen is only three behind him with 25. Both top five in total yards per game. They're one and two in third down conversion percentage. 
uh, what separates these two teams is turnovers. Dak has only thrown six picks this year, while Josh Allen has 14, including a stretch of at least one pick in the last nine games in a row. Uh, if he throws any picks against the Cowboys, they're going to take advantage and get the win. And I, with the way that the Cowboys' defense has been playing, that's exactly what I expect. Uh, they've been playing great on defense, causing 21 turnovers this year. Uh, and I think they get more in this game. And I think they get the win on the road. I have the Cowboys, surprisingly, underdogs. And they are my pick. Yeah, I I don't understand why the Bills are favored. I, I don't. The, the record kind of says it all by itself. But if we look at their games, yes, they beat the Bills, beat the Chiefs, barely. And the Chiefs were like, hobbled at wide receiver. I mean, it's all their wide receivers, but their wide receivers in general are just like a hobbled bunch. Before that, though, they beat the Jets, who were playing... Who was their quarterback before Zach Wilson came back? It almost doesn't matter. Tim right? Boyle. Tim Boyle. Before that, they beat the Bucks a few weeks earlier, and then before that, they beat the Jets a few weeks before... <laughs> The, the, their wins are coming. So the Chiefs, they won against the Jets, Bucks, Giants. And then early in the season, they beat Miami, the Commanders, and Las Vegas. They're just not beating people of substance. And they're losing to Philadelphia, the Broncos, the Bengals, the Patriots. They lost to the Jets in week one. They lost to the Jaguars. I just, the Bills are just not playing very well. I don't understand why they're favored. I, I don't get it. No, they haven't played their best. Yes, they did beat a great team last week, but that shouldn't give them that many points over the Cowboys. That's I agree. Well, and they beat a great team by three points, whereas yeah. the Cowboys beat a great team by twenty. Yes, and and they they shouldn't. Bill shouldn't even won that game. If Kadarius Tony has a brain, then the Chiefs win. Right. So yeah, no. yeah. I, the the pick to me, couldn't be more clear that it's the Cowboys. Um, maybe there's something that Las Vegas knows and the betters know, but I'm picking the Cowboys for sure. Yep, same here. Uh, on to Sunday night football. Ravens are 10-3. and three. They go to Jacksonville to take on the 8-5 and five Jags. The Ravens are three-point favorites. The over-under is 43. Uh, a high ankle sprain. They did not slow down Trevor Lawrence last week. But the Jacksonville defense it did for the first half. Yeah, uh, he was. I think he had zero touchdowns and three interceptions in the first half, and then he scored three touchdowns in the second half to make it reasonable. But he he wasn't good at first. Uh, no, and neither was their defense. They couldn't slow down Joe Flacco and the Browns. Uh, Flacco is amazing. <laughs> Lawrence he threw three picks, like you said in the game, uh, twice in Cleveland territory, costing them points. And once uh, that led to a Browns touchdown, not sure if the ankle had him playing a little little off, causing him to throw those picks, or if it was just that great Cleveland defense because they they've been great. But now he faces another great defense in the Ravens who showed poise being down against the Rams in a back-and-forth game, which they eventually won in overtime. A game like that proves they can go toe-to-toe with any team in a slugfest and find ways to win. Most of their wins have come in dominant fashion, so it's good to see that they can play a complete game offensively when their defense isn't at their best. 
But uh, Baltimore has proven that they belong at the top of the rankings, and I believe that they stay there getting a, a victory against the Jags. I agree. Um, if the Jags – the Jags were kind of the top of the AFC or at least tied for it for a little while there, but they lost two in a row to the Browns and the Bengals. And when that happens, it drops you down the list. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of as simple as that. Baltimore is the better team. And Trevor Lawrence likely still dealing with um, a hobbled leg there that'll slow down his running. I like the I like the Ravens. Yes, sir. Monday Night Football. Here we go. Eagles ten and three in Seattle, taking on the six and seven Seahawks. The Eagles are four point favorites. Over under is forty seven and a half. Uh, the Eagles are having a tough time these last two weeks getting their offense. They're, they're, they've been having a tough time getting their offense and defense to play like they're capable of. The defense hasn't been great this year, but their offense was one of the best before these last couple of weeks. Two of their uh, two of their three lowest scoring games have come in the last two games, but that might be because of the defenses they faced in the 49ers and Cowboys, both great defenses. Now they get a Seahawks team that had a uh, – now they play the Seahawks, who has the worst defense, than, than the Eagles do. <laughs> so Philly should be able to get back to doing what they do best, and that's run the ball against the Seattle defense. It gives up 123 yards a game. The Seahawks might be without Geno Smith for the second straight week, and if they have to, go, have to throw it to Drew Locke again – then uh, I see the Philly defense actually looking good in this one. So I'm taking the Eagles to bounce back and get the win in Seattle. It's a, yeah, I'm not going to get into too much more than what you said, but the Eagles should take care of business in Seattle. Um, I, I hope that they Seattle doesn't win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they shouldn't. I'm taking the Eagles. I'm pretty confident in it. That's kind of the end of that story. One thing that we're going to run into right now, Mark, is that I don't have written down my underdog picks or my spread picks. So we're going to have to figure it out on the fly. All right. Well, I can tell you my underdog picks are the Giants over the Saints, which I believe you have as well. I do. So that's one of them. Uh, another one I have is the Bucks over the Packers. I don't have that one. You do not have that one. And then I got the Cowboys over the Bills. You do have I that. I do have that one. Um, I think I was writing them down while we were talking. Did you have another underdog? If I had the Broncos over the Lions. Yes, yes. You have the Broncos over the Lions. That is your... And that might be the last one. I think that is. Yeah, I believe so. All right, cool. All right. My spread picks this week. I'm taking the Chiefs, nine and a half point favorites over the Patriots. I'm taking the Falcons, three point favorites over the Panthers. And I have the Niners, 13 and a half point favorites over the Cardinals. All right. So I, you're going to have to tell me what the accurate um, uh, odds are. But I'm taking the Bengals to cover against the Vikings. What's the what's the what's what's the what are the three odds half, there? 
Yeah, give me the Bengals to cover that. Broncos to cover against the Lions because I'm picking them as an underdog. So, all right. And give me the. Let's see. Let's see. What's a good one? Let's pick it. Let's pick it on the fly. Give me the Ravens three and a half. I think it is over the Jaguars. All right. Yeah, uh, Ravens are three-point favorites over the Jaguars. Even, even even easier for you. Even easier. Beautiful. Love it. Yeah. Well, that... I hope this was a good, uh, listenable episode for everybody. We had to do it a little bit differently. But I guess I'm going to find out in about 20 minutes when I listen to it. <laughs> yes. We get it done. Hopefully. Uh, we get it done. Hopefully we have audio in this one. <laughs> yeah, I'm quite sure that we do. Yes, yes. Although I guess we'll find out, right? We shall. We shall. <laughs> um, great week for us. Hopefully we get another uh, 10 wins to the rest of the league, six. In our I just pick- want to catch up one or two, you know, on those yeah. people ahead of us. Just if one or two. One or two a week. We're only down from second place by three points right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was a time when my goal was I just want one of us to make it. Right now my goal is me and you both make the top four. Yeah, it is very possible right now. But the way we've been picking the last few weeks, I I can definitely see us both. Yeah, this week's risky though. There's a lot of there's a lot of games that could go either way. So yeah, it's a, it's risky. The Giants. I'm picking the Giants. Ugh. Gross. Yeah. TBD on that one. Well, no, no. I I like I, I do actually like the Giants to win that game. All right. Sounds well, good. Yes. See you later. Later. Thank you.